Hello and welcome back to the Overtime Tribune podcast. I'm Tanvi, Editor-in-Chief and Head of Content here at the Overtime Tribune. And today I'm going to be your host and we are going to be hosting an extremely special episode uh, and in fact a new series that we've decided to launch now on gender and sports. And to start things off today, um, I'm joined by three very lovely women here who are here to talk to us about their experience of being women in sport. And I'm joined by Afreen, Krishnam, and Shruti. And they're going to be here to tell us about their own personal and lived experiences of being sportswomen. And so, yeah, you guys can go ahead, tell us about yourself and, you know, what brings you here today. Uh, uh, I think I'll start. Uh, so I have been playing squash for uh, over three years now. And uh, I tried many sports before that as well. Uh, I was into hockey. I even played international in a very unpopular sport and I'm a silver medalist. So, uh, but that was a very unpopular sport and uh, it didn't have a very um, good exposure. So I started playing squash uh, after my 10th standard and uh, I just felt like that was the game for me. I just uh, really like enjoyed playing squash. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have been. I play. I've been playing football, like for the past twelve years, competitively for the past eight or nine years, and uh, I was only allowed to play one sport in school, so I chose football. But I've also dabbled in basketball and and uh, swimming, etc. But my main area of sports has been football for a great many years. And I've also gotten into coaching the past year and a half, which has been, it's been different. It's been fun. It's been challenging because I realize it's hard to teach someone a sport, but uh, it's been great. I think sports has made me what I am today. So that's like an important part of my life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I've been playing sports, I think for the past 17, 18 years, it's been. Because, like not professionally for that many years, obviously, but like actually my parents wanted me to get into swimming when I was really young. So that's how it started off. And throughout my school life, my main sport was always swimming. And then I dabbled in like football and basketball. Eventually college, it became like football became my main sport. So it's been fun and interesting. It's been quite a long time, I guess. Okay, so that's pretty cool. We have... um quite a diverse panel with us here. Of course, we have footballers who will follow us everywhere we go. Every time we have someone on the podcast, they always have to be a football player, which is kind of interesting. And yeah, it's I think it's quite interesting that you guys um, have this kind of background in swimming as well. I haven't met too many um, athletes who have who've been at least professional swimmers, at least speaking from the standpoint of being uh, living in India, at least. So that's quite interesting that you guys pointed that out. And even sw- uh, squash, for that matter. That's pretty cool. Okay, so um, let's just dive right into it then. Um, so what has been, um, each of you, uh, your experience of becoming a sportswoman? So say from the time you started training to now, how do you think, what kind of an experience have you had? Um, for me, like when I was younger, because my main sport was swimming and stuff, I used to go for like training camps in this like place near my house. Uh, quite often but I think um, it was quite intimidating because I think I started these camps like when I was six years old and there used to be like 
only one other girl who was my friend from school and everyone else was a guy like there were only boys there and like they were really good friends of mine like and we like bonded really well but i feel like um in a way it was helpful because it really helped me like um become more competitive like i kind of got more aggressive with the sport in the sense that i used to like try to challenge them and like try to beat them at what they were at because you know like not to be sexist but boys have that oh i'm better than you at everything i do so like that kind of competitive spirit like got into me because i was like they can't be better than me like i have to beat them so i think in a way it like really pushed me to work harder but then just the environment sometimes like it was a very intimidating environment to be around so i think that's was a pretty interesting like part of like swimming and all when i was younger uh, okay so for me when i started playing squash and uh, uh, that time i i actually got into squash because uh, i really want to be something like a, a at least a recognized player at a national level or may, if uh at an international level let's say but and when i started playing i i started when i was 15 so uh it was like uh, there were many other girls in our club who were like just scary sometimes on court they were just too good at it and i used to be like oh god how am i supposed to compare compete with this these kind of players at uh, some level or the other but then Uh, and in in a, in a sport like squash there are uh, these people uh, it's more like military military and defense and air force people they are more into this sport and it's very popular among them so all those colonel major and all those people the kids were there and they had that athletic spirit like you know from that family background so it was very scary for me but then later on i got comfortable and then as and as i started playing tournaments and i started traveling here and there so yeah that was i think that's pretty interesting because uh, uh especially for you afreen i shared similar experiences where um i also grew up playing um where a vast majority of the people i was playing with were boys and naturally that um competitive spirit comes to you because um it's not like they uh, you know back down from telling you that they are better than you most importantly so you feel you know an added need to tell them that you are better than them and um definitely i feel like that also drove me uh, okay i didn't give context to that by the way i play basketball sorry i should have introduced myself a little better earlier i play basketball i've been playing basketball for the last 12 10 to 12ish years and uh, anyway besides that but yeah that definitely you know it gives you a certain drive to be better than them but also better within your team then because uh, i feel like somewhere it also gave me the mindset that oh i've played with someone who i think is stronger than me so that means i should be the strongest person on the team itself which is kind of now that i look back at it it's kind of negative because i was you know comparing myself to someone else and making that my drive of motivation but yeah anyway okay so okay krishna by the way is not here right now she has certain internet issues so we can't hear from her right now so we'll carry it forward she can join us whenever she will so yeah um what were say the kind of um experiences now that you have of having been a sportswoman well the one uh, what i was asking you about earlier was about becoming a sports person what do you think um 
has been your experience of being a sportswoman? Did you have, say, uh, any kind of challenges that proposed to you, whether it was by the administration or by your family or something like that? Or do you feel like there was any kind of stigma attached to being a sportswoman or something like that? What do you guys think? Well, I think that uh, now that I've become a, uh, now that I do CrossFit as well. So uh, sometimes my mom is like, uh, and I don't take nutrition so seriously. I don't know that's that's bad, but yeah, my mom says you're a woman, and you should you know start taking nutrition seriously. Your bones are gonna get dense and uh, after your pregnancy and all that shit. <laughs> so then, uh, it's 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 like, uh, and uh, I've all I've always had like uh, you know. Uh, unspoken pressure from the family like you have to be something like uh, it's been quite a while since you've been playing so we can't see any results because I still get pretty nervous when I'm on court sometimes and then that affects my whole game but I I can't even give uh, the 20% of what I do while training and so that's that's what I faced as a problem Otherwise, it's nothing, anything major. Um, for me, like my school is was very like supportive of sports and stuff. Like they used to like um not force us, but then they were very like um for us to play. Like they used to keep pushing us, telling us to try it and stuff. And like they used to like actually have proper practices, like make sure that people kept up with everything. So. I grew up in a very like supportive environment. Like even with my parents, like they always push me to play more, be more active. Even now, like in quarantine, like every day, I'll hear the same thing. Like go upstairs, work out, go for a run, do something. Like it's it's all day. So like my parents have been supportive. I think the only like one of the negative experiences I had is that like when I was 15, 16, I used to gym a lot. Like I used to go to the gym, so I used to like weight, do like lift weights. So at some point, like I started lifting quite a lot and like. Got a little bulky and all. My parents used to see me and they're like, you know, you shouldn't lift so many weights. Girls shouldn't lift weights. Like you look so big. Your shoulders have become so broad. Like and all that stuff. And I used to not think about it that much. But then, like when I used to look at myself in the mirror, I'm just like, okay, yeah. Like I need to like if I'm going to the gym, I need to slim down. Like I need to do cardio or I need to like make my body more lean. But then I used to enjoy doing weights. And I think that's something that has stuck with me like all these years. Like even now when I work out, like I still like concentrate more on cardio or like more on like slimming down rather than like will like lifting weights and stuff and i think that's important because the stigma of lifting like heavy things is not it's not about becoming big it's like there's a lot of like health factors related to stuff like that and like just doing cardio and all that kind of stuff like it's kind of not the best workout so i think my parents in that way are a little negative in this field okay uh, so. So what she said, I've experienced the same, but it was not from my parents' side, but all my guy friends are like, you do CrossFit, you lift so much weights, uh, you start looking like a man and all that. So it's, yeah, that's, and sometimes when I sh show the pictures of all the, all my coaches, all the lady coaches, they have pretty lean body. So I was like, I want to become like her. Even she's like, if you look like that, who's going to marry you and all that. <laughs> So, yeah, I've experienced the same thing. I think for me, growing up, 
we my school was not at all supportive of anything sports related it has always been and always even now is a completely academically oriented school so we were like for any matches we had to pay for everything if we had to go out like if we we used to go like every year like at least thrice a year we used to go to sholapur and shirdi and stuff like that to play and everything all the cost was all on us the school did not help in anything and i, I remember in my 10th grade i was not allowed to play for my school because i didn't have enough percentage according to them so i didn't have marks so i couldn't play which was really sad because i just lost out on a year and it was not it was and we never really had any female coaches we didn't have any female models as such to look up to so it was all you know it was all based on our enthusiasm it was based on how much we wanted to play so i think that way we've kind of at least like for me i've realized that if we don't put our foot forward and if we don't go like keep on pressing pressing people to like yes let's go for this match this match it's not going to happen and i also realized the fact that at least in football there are not many tournaments for girls like if we have two tournaments for girls boys have like six seven tournaments that they can play so that level of exposure itself is not there even in pune which is like a growing city for football it's not really like if you like compare it to bangalore you compare it to mumbai it's not that great so like we don't have that kind of exposure which what which is what makes it a little bit harder on a competitive level when you play against different states when you go for your nationals etc it makes it really hard so like that kind of we didn't have that motivation factor from school but like at home and all i think it was pretty chill i think my dad my parents were like you do whatever you want to do it's up to you play how you want to play which was pretty nice like so i mean that kind of helped but apart from that it's not we've not i mean at least like my team and whatever we've never had that outside motivation it's always been from the team so yeah yeah i think um, most cases they're not uh, it's always uh, external factors which are negative rather than internal factors right even um, thankfully and fortunately now uh, in terms of families also i feel like they've become significantly more accepting and i think this is a pattern that i found within um, other friends of mine also who do play sports where their families are all for it and everything but again it's the uh administration which is always lacking whether it's in terms of coaches like you said i don't i have never been coached by a yeah. life uh, i have always had um a male coach i think we briefly had a female coach when i had played um for nationals but i feel like you know that's just as a formality she was i think i believe she was a vice coach assistant assistant coach sorry yeah assistant coach yeah, they just sit yeah. on the sidelines they don't really guide you they're more Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more because um, when you play, uh, say, like nationals or whatever, you're traveling to different states, so they're there to be with the girl. Yeah, exactly. So they're like a token um, presence over there. So it's pretty uh, redundant in that sense. Sorry, Afrin, you were saying something. I cut you off. Oh no, I was just adding to the part where Krishna was talking about tournaments, like um, like tournaments for girls. I remember. I think one of the main reasons that I like I used to love playing football even when I was younger. And I played played for almost four years, but I think one of the main reasons that I left is that we barely had we never had any training, and the only tournament I used to play was this one like tournament they they used to just give us because we didn't have anything else to do. Like it, all teams had to have like 
eight boys and compulsory one girl and then compulsory one girl had to be on the field at all times you cannot play the match unless there's a girl on the field but like it's not like they it's not like they made us play because they thought that we were good it was just like oh we have a weakness in our team like a weakness i'm using air quotes then you have to have weakness in your team as well like you're like you can't have all strong five strong players or whatever and all that stuff so i found that pretty interesting because before i came to college i only played one football tournament for for girls and that even like there were 14 but that that one tournament where it has been all boys team and all and it still continues in college to a large extent like when we play practice and like the timings clash with another college then they come and they take over the field and they're like okay we'll give you one girl we'll take one girl and let's play okay and it's so like like i don't know how to express like how do you feel in this kind of situation like they they just think with some weak link at the back of the team who's just supposed to lightly pass them the ball or something and it's really funny because if we do something pretty cool like save a goal or like get the ball from a guy they'll be like oh my god like they they'll make fun of the guy for losing the ball to a girl and i'm just like that's completely normal like this is really not a big deal yeah absolutely it's it's like down downright degrading in fact you know and i mean you pointed out the college thing and i think that's absolutely absurd to do that you know like um, in a team of five people one person or uh, the logic that one person on court at all times has to be a girl and that's it's just it's a you know like defiantly making it um to have that girl's presence as a token right and to show it as oh yeah we're diverse you know we it's not just four men playing or four girls playing or something but yeah imagine if it were the other way around and if it were a team of five girls and one of them always has to be a man wouldn't that make things really interesting and change it up but yeah shruti do you want to add anything to that i mean since you play an individual sport i think your experience here would be something completely different from ours well yes about the women participation i have always seen that uh, there aren't many squashers in this city like uh, all those i have known are from our club or uh, who are actually good who are who have a all india ranking but otherwise there are uh, there are very few i can i can count them on my fingers but uh, and that affects and it's uh, similar in other cities now suppose sometimes if we go to mumbai for uh, let's say a state level tournament so uh, over there also the there are more guys in the team than girls and which is why it affects the prize money uh, once i remember asking my coach that why don't girls have the same prize money save as the guys and my coach said because uh, girls have less participation so uh, so that way it affects and uh, i don't know why i've not seen many girls in squash yeah the prize money thing that's another it's like you know it's um it's like an onion and there are so many layers to it you peel one layer and there is something much more um stupid inside it and then further on and on the prize money thing also completely baffles me um and i think what's annoying is like even like if we're talking about like less participation but i've seen tournaments where there are like 50 teams participating even in women and the prize money is still different like men is like the prize money be like 10000 rupees and women will be like 4000 rupees and i don't know 
why because we are having the similar part we are having 50 teams is a huge number people are coming from outside cities and all coming to play still this happens and they're like why because you're like girls so you all don't you don't how does i don't understand yeah, how that absolutely. makes sense and it's not like we are not practicing it's not like we are not putting in the effort but no it's because you're like girls so you get the, you'll get less money yeah and that's what right and they expect like clubs to run that way exactly what makes it even worse is that um even in all of these situations is always an, an added pressure for us to also perform better at least that's what i've felt um especially when you have like audiences watching you and naturally unfortunately and naturally predominantly it's uh, usually those boys teams sitting around watching you or the boys teams from the girls ka college school whatever team like their counterparts and so i don't know it always feels it's this weird male gazey uh, phenomenon which happens even when you're on court where i don't know i at least personally i've always felt a little more conscious and a little more effort to be better than because i know that i'm you know i hate to say it but you know there are boys watching you and it's just it's this icky feeling which i feel like i've never been able to get over and that just makes things pretty shit but yeah sorry afin were you saying something no no i would just like to add on to what you were saying like i've always i think felt that like specific male gaze whenever we're playing i feel like especially like even in college like i i like see our team practice is happening and everyone is so much more free when there's no one around like everyone's like having a good time they're playing even if even if they make a bad pass or something like they're also encouraging and like it's good but then as soon as like men enter the scene everyone just like 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 everyone shuts up which is very annoying because i feel like we should talk louder for us to be heard but then everyone like keeps quiet and like they they didn't they're not as open uh, like as they were with each other when there was no one around and i feel like that to a certain extent can affect a someone's game because like i feel like we push back harder when we are more free with ourselves but i feel like when that gets restricted all of us are like oh okay you know just going to do this or like do that and like it's it's it kind of makes things like on a smaller scale like it like really pushes you down to like hide whatever you're feeling in a way and also the show of ex- like the expression that comes with doing something good in a game like if you see like guys when they score a goal they'll run around do backflips around the field they'll take their shirts off like we we aren't even allowed to wear clips in our hair and they're running around shirtless on the field like that's completely like different things like it's for us like we score the goal we go and the game starts a half a second later like for men it's like this whole show as if they won this huge tournament and all like it's quite funny like what happens i think adding to what you're saying it's also the fact i mean I, i've noticed this in college like every time guys come to play with us i mean we have no problem with playing with the guys but it's like it's our practice time let us practice right i mean play with us but like don't hardpo the entire game because they just take it over and then it's like you know i mean we get it we you know trying to show your skill or whatever but like tone it down because it's our, we're trying to improve our game we know you guys are good there's a reason why y'all are on the team but like it's we need to improve that's the reason why we're practicing so like i i mean it's just it's just annoying at times i mean it's fun playing with the guys because i i also feel that every time we do play with the guys we okay but um i will like do one thing i'll give a shout out to the sla boys football team because they're always very supportive like i feel like 
they're the only men who have come across that I feel comfortable playing around because they don't make you like there's no like sense of like oh we're better than you like they actually help us out in practices and like they have passes the ball and like it's a fun thing so i feel like that's something different that i've experienced after coming to college like there's some people who like i enjoy playing with because they actually care about us getting better so it's a nice change of pace to everything that we normally used to yeah i think i mean absolutely i feel like um it's it's kind of a push and pull relationship with them uh at least that's what i feel like i have experienced as speak for myself only and it's always um i think you since you mentioned the expression part uh of uh, displaying you know whatever you do whenever they score a goal basket um smash whatever else oh uh, it's so interesting i remember i had seen this uh this video on youtube a couple of years ago about you know this comparison of pro sports so i think it i believe it was the nba of ex- just expressions throughout the game between men and women and if you watch it it's so so stark the comparison between the two and i don't know i feel like with that i started noticing it with my friends as well or with the people i was playing as well and it's so it's so interesting to see something as minute as that you know and if say you happen to be one who is expressing say in a hostile hostile uh, or aggressive manner and how then the entire tone around you for other people changes right their perception of you completely changes i mean i feel like i have not only been um, witness to this happening to people around me but also have felt that for myself uh, and it's just strange like again to reiterate male gazy it just you know it like completely changes the game and um but yeah that's that's what i was thinking about the expression part of it so do you feel like oh. no no go ahead add something to that yeah. yeah i think one of the most interesting like like i do not watch the sport at all like tennis like i don't know anything about it but i've always seen like so many articles like people write so many tennis articles and the difference that i've seen is that when um people write about male like males playing tennis or like if they like show really aggressive acts like if they lose they break the racket or like they walk off the field and all the headline would be like this one this one loses game walks off field if a woman like like does nothing like she loses the game walks off field, like this one throws tantrum in the middle of the court um like loses game terribly tears are seen and like the headlines are so different of like what they write for men and what they write for women and that's like like i i don't even know what the purpose is like it's not like people are going to read this article more just because someone was seen crying on court or something like i don't understand like if you're going to write something dramatic write it for both genders don't only write it for like i think I think to add to that also the fact that especially in professional sports for women any if you see any news article it should be like she's not married or she's married and she's playing or she used to take care of her. if you like if you talk about tennis itself and you talk when you look at any article for Serena Williams she's a mother why is she coming back so she joined 12 months right after giving birth how can she I don't get it I why don't they talk about the same thing about the men they are also fathers so this whole this whole it's this complete stereotyping it just does not work i mean it's so stupid and it it's, it it doesn't make sense because you're not giving women the platform they need which is extremely annoying at times because they are very very talented 
and the fact that it's always you know men are better than women is just it gets really frustrating after a point which is something that needs to be addressed yeah. sooner than later mm-hmm. and yeah. i think that it's it's even more um, funny that you point, you guys pointed out tennis and uh, and yeah i've seen those articles about serena williams to comparing her to djokovic and everything uh, i think that's the tennis racket breaking thing that you were referring to i remember um, when that thing happened with him last month or so uh, there were these comparison uh, this thing uh, articles of when she had thrown a fit thrown a fit i put that in quotations like yeah quoting that uh, she had thrown a fit about something which had happened i think last year uh, like you said all the articles were just you know serena william throws fit storms off court but with djokovic it was more empathetic right like saying oh he it was an accident he didn't do it on purpose or whatever but yeah regardless it's a fit of rage which comes to both parties but how it's portrayed is completely different and um, that's what i mean that's what makes you think that it's not um, it's so much more systemic than that uh, than just one person's experience right and if the media is only going to be portraying it in this kind of a manner yeah that's how people are going to obviously accept it as well and what makes it even more funny is that tennis i mean it's it's considered to be one of the most sexist and most controversial sports but um one of the founding members or i, I won't say fathers founding mothers maybe of you know women's participation and representation in sports was billie jean king so it's kind of contradictory <laughs> that coming from a sport which has that kind of you know i won't say equal i um equal representation but i'll say maybe which has um room for say uh i guess okay yeah, for lack of a better word just room for equality between the two um sexes battle of the sexes and from that this is the kind of content which is generated is just kind of stupid to me right okay so now that we've you know kind of covered base on our own personal experiences of being sports women um briefly talked about the kind of challenges we've also faced what do you think um or where do you think we are lacking in terms of equal representation for sports women whether it's um stemming from your own personal experience of it or what you see where do you think the imbalance lies right now well, i think uh, it's a, a lack of uh, people's education about uh, regarding this uh, sports and uh, i think uh, people are more like uh, there's no future there's uh, and you're a girl you have to uh, what's the point in doing something that has no future in it so that's the uh, thing i have faced as well in uh, when it comes to the representative part so yeah that's that's it i think it's also a grassroots level problem like i think after i started coaching i realized that for at least for girls you need to start somewhere right to start playing and the fact is that boys have that they have those grassroots level programs that actually help them start learning a sport and for girls that is not there i remember for myself as well when i started playing in the third grade or the fourth grade i didn't okay we have briefly lost khushnam there afin would you like to take over yeah yeah um for me i think like like two specific things have stood out 
about representation i think it really depends on the kind of family you've come from like um a lot of us spoke about like supportive families like they sent us to training um they paid for it like there was a lot of things involved in whatever you like when you develop as a sports person and not having a supportive family becomes really difficult because for people to dedicate their life to sports with the amount of um time and effort it takes you definitely need like obviously there are people who've like broken out of that and like still done well even without the support but then it's not a very general case it's like a one in maybe like 100 people 1000 people it's something that you barely ever see and i think the second problem is the current representation like it kind of because you barely see women playing sports on television you barely see it in social media you barely read about it even if you read about it, it's all like how we spoke about like emotional things like being a mother being doing this or like something negative about it and i think that really discourages people from like pursuing something like if if you don't see the kind of i think like seeing people seeing women do amazing things like take on the, like the stand and like achieve what they want to i think that really inspires people and the lack of this kind of representation also like stops people from actually going ahead and doing something about it like for me at least like i think one one of the largest factors was that i never really pursued this more than like a base level and i feel like oh, like how can it happen like women barely ever succeed in sports like it's such a small thing like you play for a couple of years um no one watches it that much it's not seen on social media and that's what i used to think and i feel like a lot of people grew up thinking that way so like they just like oh we don't want to take a career in sports because it's not going to work out um i would do it for like a hobby or like a, a recreational activity but it's not something like everyone goes to college everyone like studies and like make something out of their life through that path rather than wanting to go it's very few people that actually work hard and go to a certain place in their life with sports especially like especially women like it's a very women centered thing to like stop after a base level yeah i think you're absolutely right uh, kushnam you were saying something before your internet uh, logged you out yeah sorry about that uh, so i was talking about basically like grassroots level training it's not it's not it's non existent for women basically i mean it's it's just not there like i remember for myself as well when i started playing i was like the only girl in this football camp which was filled with boys so i mean the amount i was put down by these boys itself is crazy because they just think that sports is just not meant for girls you know girls can go play with their girly things and do their girly things but sports is not for girls so i mean it's it's i found that it used to anger me at a point you know and after a point i i mean i just let it go cuz i was just like let barking dogs keep barking but at a point i it used to really really anger me cuz i am just like let me be let me do what i want to do what is the problem like so i mean i think that is missing and that is why girls are not able to pursue that further because they don't have that basic level of training as well and that needs to be propagated first before anything else can change that needs to start so that is what i was saying yeah i think you're absolutely right uh, and in fact when you speak of training i think um at least in my own personal experience also i always played it recreationally until i just happened to more like accidentally or kind of forcefully happened to play it competitively in school because a um there are never um 
any facilities provided for you to train it's always um if i'm if i remember correctly now uh my school did not have a girls team they only had boys team and so all the resources are also then obviously dedicated to the boys team and i think the first time i played competitively was for this competition for which they kind of told us just go and <laughs> we weren't really trained or anything and whatever i had learned was has been always on my own i didn't really have any coaches pushing me because i used to play recreationally way more than i played competitively and so you know the part of being trained um from when you're say 6 years 7 years whatever 8 years old i think that has especially stood out when i've spoken to a lot of you know sports women as well where um, most of them are either self taught or under some schools which are uh, accepting of them and which do provide them with enough resources and training to be able to play competitively and that's what right if you're not um i feel somewhere even if you're not taught to play competitively from the start you will kind of steer away from playing competitively eventually also like afreen said um typically you would think he yeah uh, once college starts and everything it becomes a recreation which yes i guess for I, at least speaking for myself somewhere it does become eventually but then if you aren't given you know the rigor of push from the start you wouldn't think to take it anywhere right and especially when um again we live in a society which is derogatory towards women and especially towards female athletes more than anything you know i remember this um project i was doing when i was in school sometime in 11th or 12th grade uh, which was on women and sports and which i think really made like somewhere opened my eyes to understanding how systemic the problem was and um i don't know it's just if you come to think of it it's just like the odds are stacked up against you no matter what right so it's kind of sad but again i would like to believe it is getting better which probably <laughs> not as much as would be uh, appreciated but yeah i guess if there's there's always room for improvement and we are improving at some level which is good but i don't know it's just kind of sad to look at it now uh you know from a point of view where you can critique it but yeah think adding to that like i know it is extremely sad like the the way it is going but i think at least in football like the way i've seen it uh in in like at the state level at the national level when we used to go and play i'll like tell you about something which i faced also and i think this really affects representation um in women i feel like certain sports especially like depending on what you wear women are so sexualized and it's so in a way traumatizing because like coming from a swimming background like even though like i grew up with boys and all like when i grew older and like we used to actually have conversations about things like like i myself like my friends have told me such weirdly sexual things about like people doing or like playing a particular sport and they've told me things about myself and it's made me so uncomfortable to be around them or like to be around men like especially when you're swimming because you're wearing a costume and it's like like much less covered than you normally um are seen with so it really like throws you off because it really um makes you so uncomfortable like it's insane like and i don't know why they do this like i don't know i don't understand like what they think it's going to do like if you 
comment on a woman's body while she's playing it's not like something is going to happen like this and especially if around other women like locker room talking is like a different thing and it shouldn't exist but if you're going to do it keep it in the locker room don't make comments about other women in front of women don't make comments about the woman herself and like don't make it a sexual thing this is something that women enjoys doing she likes playing sports she's like here for a reason to like show that she's good she's enjoys this is something that she's like worked hard for like she's not here to you like for you to say like oh her this looks nice or like that is appealing or or i saw her slip up and i saw this or something it's very unnerving and makes you completely not want to engage in that again similar incident happened with me like i was uh, i had gone to mumbai and i have got a few friends over there and there um, i called my friend and i said uh, hey i have a tournament today would you like to come and watch so uh, i felt really bad but he said uh, yeah sure there uh, i i know there will be a lot of girls in hot skirts playing there and i felt i i just felt sad like uh, but he was a friend so i couldn't say anything i should have corrected him that time my bad but yeah and uh, and even in um, watching the game like sometimes we have watch parties on facebook we watch we uh, all our club people we watch together and uh, once we were watching and the next day i asked one of my friend i said uh, i asked why weren't you there last night and uh, we were watching a uh, a player named kamil sir uh, her finals and uh, he said uh, i don't watch women play i mean uh, that even though she played well she gave her best she won the tournament See, and he his game is nowhere even near hers and he could learn a lot from her but still he made that comment just because she was a woman and he just said i only watch uh, male male people ke matches and i don't watch females play he like that i felt really bad about that yeah it's always the the man who doesn't play well the one to have the most comments you know every single time the one who is like you know like an average kind of a player or whatever always has the most to say about everyone else and i mean okay you know what i'll be honest it's something i guess even women are guilty of but when it comes to something like this where you say ki i don't want to watch them play or whatever it's always someone who's just like you know just there for the heck of it passing comments or whatever but yeah what uh, you were saying i think adding to the sexist part of it which is i i found extremely annoying like in my junior college uh our this one time no all the time our headmistress has told us multiple times that we need to be wearing track pants after playing even if our legs are caked in mud we need to wear track pants okay i think we lost kushnam there again but yeah um again now that you brought up brought up the topic of clothing and you know the sexualization of a woman who's playing that also made me think of this one um when i was in school uh, we want the girls teams were not allowed to have sleeveless uniform um jerseys but the boys were so we always needed to have like a half sleeved one or a quarter sleeved one but not the sleeveless one and um i think especially shruti that you mentioned um you know when you're around say a man who happens to be passing these comments 
I feel like more on more instances than one, I have let these comments about other girls or other team members, in fact, slide right because in that moment you don't you either choose to ignore it or you don't really think much of it. But personally, even I have been really guilty of thinking that way or talking that way because that becomes somewhere the norm, you know, of the kind of comments you pass or the kind of humor which then gels with those people. So you become, I wouldn't say oblivious to it. But you become a part of the problem then eventually because yeah I, I mean this sounds the way I'm saying it sounds kind of reductive but uh I guess it just becomes a part of that's you become a part of that discourse right you become a participant to it which is quite sad and um I don't know I feel like that somewhere takes back the progress that you could be making by 10 steps which is extremely disappointing and uh, I feel like over the last few years, I've tried to make a conscious effort not to think that way also. And yeah, especially the sexualization of a woman's body uh, when they are, say, playing sports such as um, football or basketball or volleyball in which, you know, you have to jump, especially, right? Uh, that, God, <laughs> I mean, I've heard people, you know, even when you're sitting uh, on the stands or something, you can hear people talk around you, right? And that has been the worst when you are, um, you know, like it's like a bystander effect. You are listening or you are a part of it, but you don't say anything against it, I think, which is the worst. About the jumping part. Yeah. I think uh, I've had those kind of coaches who would just, you know, look at you, just stare at you while you, and uh, when I first started playing squash that time uh, on court, we had to do many um, different there's a lot of variety in which uh, you have to uh, do a particular kind of workout or uh, movement. So that time, uh, so that one coach used to, you know, uh, give me that uh, uh, stare or, you know, pass a sexual comment or something like that. But eventually, uh, our head coach removed him. But then, um, but then uh, it was like, uh, even now, sometimes, uh, I, when I have early morning sessions, like 6, 6 a.m. or something like that, and uh, our squash court is uh, in a very remote place of the club. Like, uh, there's absolutely no one in and around over there. So, that, there, it's... Uh, my mom, my parents always are like, uh, who all are there? Are you alone with your coach? Like, so they don't even trust the coach. Like, uh, I mean... Why would they? Because there are so many cases happening. So my mom, especially, she's always like, uh, are you going to be alone? Is there, is there going to be someone else? Or is, is it just going to be you and your coach? So if, so be careful, do this, do that, carry this, all that. Like, like adding on to the sexualization part, like I remember in my school, when you used to have swimming competitions, like I came from a um, all-girls school, but we had a counterpart like a boy's counterpart so it is compulsory for the boys swimming team to attend our swimming event and vice versa so the interesting thing about this is that the like the wherever the pool was it was an inside pool so we used to sit in a rectangle part okay and the boys used to sit on this one side and on the side of where they were sitting is the podium okay and we used to sit near the end of the pool but to get to the podium if we win a race we had to go all around from the back and then go to the podium we were not allowed to walk those five steps from one end 
to the five sets of podium just because the boys used to st- sit there and we couldn't and we it's not like we were only in our costumes it was compulsory for us to wear bathrobes the entire time that we were there if we were not participating or having that current event so instead of like just directly going from one side to the other we had to take an entire round to get there because we were not allowed to walk and we were not allowed to take the pictures on the podium without bathrobes even though we were swimmers everyone has seen us like swimmer length in the, those costumes we still had to get on with a bathrobe fully covered up and then take a picture and i found that like quite demeaning because this was not carried out in their school like i remember we used to sit when they used to come and like this is splash water on us throw water on us walking past us and without their bathrooms nothing like they were allowed to do anything they wanted they used to come talk to us it was completely okay but for us to even be around that area during our competition like it was not allowed i think adding to the whole sexist thing sorry i got cut off again but um uh also my junior college is actually part of an all boys school so i remember our headmistress coming to us and telling all this especially the girls and men should the sports women aside as well she told us girls that women should be seen and not heard that was the first thing she told us and then she spoke to us about bras colors and what we should not be wearing etc then she told us sports women that as soon as we get off the field we need to put on tracks because our legs will be very insightful for boys and they will get excited seeing our legs which is literally caked in mud so wearing a track pant after your legs are caked in mud is not fun because it's just you you feel gross and so i was a goalkeeper in the, in my 11th and 12th grade so i used to like dive and shit so i sorry i used to dive and stuff so uh, uh so i mean and i stood like in wet mud so like i am literally caked from head to toe in mud and i had to put on a jacket and track pants after that and it's not fun and boys did not have this rule boys were allowed to wear shorts they were allowed to do this and that but the minute a girl does something it is like this whole thing is created i know of a time when some of us were taken to the headmaster's office because we were not wearing track pants or because our shorts were too short or something like that it's it's absolutely bizarre and it's very annoying and this is how they they're conditioning men to think this way to think that you know women should not be in short pants or in wearing shorts this is all conditioning so this is really screwed up in that sense that they're actually preaching this to boys so like i don't know it's just very annoying it's very yeah, annoying absolutely that's what how, that just goes to see to what extent how disciplinarian it becomes right more than yeah uh, our friends type of victim blaming but yeah exactly uh, that just it speaks volumes of the level you know people in positions of authority also go to especially since you pointed that she's a woman as well to dictate that you know even though say see in most cases what they'll say is we're coming from a level or a position to protect you or to be um, i don't know sensitive to you or in some screwed up manner but it it really isn't because you know usually the um, men are witness to it right i mean and i guess in your case it was a separate thing where they were made to come separately or whatever but in more cases than not the men are witness to these acts happening 
and that is when it reinform uh, sorry reinforces that entire cycle and that's what it's kind of an unbreakable cycle towards the end of it so yeah and yeah so speaking of say um you know the progress then of uh since we vaguely touched upon that where do you think um the present position of women lies or the present condition of women lies and um where do you think the path lies ahead from here into the future what do you guys think about that i think there are uh, i mean there are uh, women participating more and more into the sport or uh, like even though it's sometimes uh, i've seen uh, there are there may be not uh, many women in uh, my sport but other sports i've seen uh, like in badminton let's say after pv sindhu her great victory after that i've seen lot of people taking interest in badminton and all that and in even in uh, something like crossfit that uh, that's uh, dominated by weightlifting and gymnastic in that in my gym i see many 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 women over there and i am lucky to have uh, two or three as uh, my coach and they are uh, they inspire me i want to be like them so and i i didn't have any idea before joining crossfit that even women are into all this i used to think uh, means of uh, women let's say who are older and when i asked them how long they have been doing so and they said like quite a few years like four, uh, four or five or some are doing since they were children so i think women are participating more and more into sport and i think that's amazing and that uh, family is supporting my family is very supporting when uh, where, where they send me wherever i want to go like for tournaments they come with me for to see all the tournaments and i think they are very supportive so i yes uh, people are becoming more progressive towards uh, women participation in sports i think uh, when you look at okay i'll talk about football because that's what i know so like even when i'm so now that i'm coaching i've realized that so we so my academy strictly coaches girls like we have like four women coaches and we coach girls like that is what we're catering to so i mean i have seen the increase in sign ups over this past year where in one school that we teach we had at a, at like one time we had 100 sign ups so 100 girls wanted to learn so i think it is becoming a lot better and 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 like more tournaments are opening up for women is what i'm seeing like even like for clubs like the club i play for etc we have a lot more tournaments so that exposure is happening slowly it it's going it, it is a long route ahead that's for sure but it is slowly happening so that is a good sign but then also like you need to also look at the politics side of it because there is a lot of politics when it comes to these sports because officials have their own teams and they know how to get their team into that tournaments so they'll win something and it's a whole it's like a whole pyramid of these schemes that happen so i mean that also needs to be looked at because that is like a really huge thing in sports especially for women whereas this whole politics side is completely corrupt in that sense but otherwise there is a lot more exposure i feel that it is it is slowly opening up which is a good sign um i think that the one thing that is good is happening is that we have no conversations about it like people are talking about it and like you actually want to address these kind of things and bringing out these kind of conversations into the open like 
it's really useful because people actually gain knowledge about it people actually understand it people learn like one thing i learned today is about what krishnam just said about the politics of it like that's something i never genuinely think about i think about representation or other like factors in this but i feel like people talking about like the exchange of ideas really help um getting it across and i think that's really important um uh another thing which i really found interesting is like krishnan's comment on like grassroots level beginnings like i feel like if you don't push someone um from that level they probably won't ever get into the sport so i think now that parents are looking to push that children into these kind of things it will grow more um but i think that they sometimes do it in the wrong mindset like boys play sport because they're boys but then a lot of my girl friends they only play sports because their parents want them to lose weight or like get fit or that's the reason like it's never like oh we can do something with our lives so i feel like the reason that people need to get in like push people like girls into sports especially is not because of anything except that they want to play the sport and like be good at it and excel and do something in their life about it i think i think your comment on this girls the parents and them to lose weight etc i have students whose parents have come to me saying make her run more she needs to lose weight and the thing is that okay at least in, okay again i'm going to talk about football but at least like when we look at football there are certain positions you need a certain you know certain body types are good for certain positions and like so we try to tell the parents that you know weight is not anything you need to make sure that she's fit as long as she's fit she can be how much ever weight she has to be because weight is just a number in that sense and they don't understand that they need to they think that you know girls need to be thin and skinny or whatever and that's not the case because i know a lot of girls who are bulky but they are very good players like their defending is mad because they have that advantage so the way that they play rough like you can you can you can if you if you start at a grassroots level you can get that training and that set in that that mindset and that proper you know conditioning to play in a certain way and it actually really helps so this whole thing and we've tried to counsel parents even with the fact that don't send your girls because you want them to lose weight because that should not be a criteria to play a game you need to play the game if you love it if you have interest in it then she will go somewhere with it because there are many girls who dropped out because they just don't care about it because they just been forced into it so that also will not help so that also needs to be addressed i feel yeah so about the weight thing that she said there's this uh, uh, player named uh, stephanie evans uh, she is uh, all in uh, not all in uh, she is a world uh, top seed i mean she Uh, lies in the top ten uh, players in PSA, Proskosh uh, Association World Tour, and all that. And uh, she said a very interesting thing uh, when I was watching her interview the other day. And she is a uh, uh, kind of healthy. She is not uh, very thin or like the other players. So what she said was, uh, uh, people say that uh, if I were thin or if I were more fit, I could have been the number one. but that's just not me i am fit the way i am and this is the best i can do so that's what i felt really nice and uh, means she's nothing like she's a fabulous player i love her game and but i don't think her weight it really matters when it really matters when she's on court she's just as active as the other players so i don't think that uh, 
weight and all that really matters. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if I say it like, I'll give you like my example. So I've always been a defender or a goalkeeper because that's what I've been trained to do. But I think over this past year, even in college, I've been playing a lot more of forward, etc. And it's been eye-opening because I didn't think I'd be good at it. But I'm genuinely pretty okay at it. Like I'm not that bad at it. So I started training for that. And any like if you if if I meet like if we if we start if we train with when we train with boys, they'll be like, "Why you put don't put put Khushnam back? Don't put her up because she's a good defender." But they genuinely don't understand that it's not about weight. It's not if if you if you can make that run, if you can take that shot, it doesn't matter how much you weigh because if you take that shot, you take that shot. That's just about it. So you do keep that. mindset about the game in mind more than oh size so you to go back straight whatever that really doesn't matter in the end which is something that i've kind of figured out over the past year which has been kind of eye opening in that sense um one point that i wanted to add but i completely forgot when i was saying it um i think that one of the experience that we all shared to get like together and i feel like every woman shares is that when we when someone says something sexist to us we don't Say anything back because either there are friends or you don't know have to address it. Like this is something that we all like spoke about. I think if we want this to go anywhere, we have to start talking about it in the sense that we have to tell people to shut up and let us do what we are good at. And like I think like it's just time to like like I'm not saying it's only men. Like even women like insult women playing sports a lot of the times. But whoever says it to you, you have to just directly turn to them and shut tell them to shut up because. Like that's the only way, and like now we're old enough to be understand it, but we have to do it for like the upcoming generations because I realized one thing is that you don't realize this till you're our age, like till you've crossed eighteen, nineteen, twenties when you start having these realizations. But when you're like on the other side of gaining these sex sexist comments when you're thirteen, fourteen, you don't tend to process it or think it's affecting you in any way. So I think like. for that upcoming generation like we have to start telling people to shut up because we are good at what we do yeah i completely agree with i think um all three of your points especially um when you say we have to become more active whether it's in conversations about it or when we are part of conversations um or when we are other pa- participants of conversations which can be degrading or you know humiliating to someone else or even to ourselves especially and um yeah i guess somewhere when you become a pa- passive participant or you know a voyeur to those conversations that's when you're kind of adding to the problem and i do feel like um uh i i'm kind of a pessimist with this but i feel like while change and progress is excruciatingly slow it is happening uh i definitely do think it is happening whether uh, i think after like you pointed out the conversation about whether it's equality or participation representation whatever there is definitely more conversation about it i also think um specifically specifically in the indian context i feel like um there are a lot more role models for people to look up to whether it's in cricket or um it's in badminton i think <laughs> unfortunately maybe not in say um conventional um, sports like football or basketball i don't think there are many role models um but when it is someone um like a pv sindhu or a uh, sania mirza even though she's not as relevant since she doesn't play she isn't as relevant to today's generation as, as much or if it's mithali uh, Mith- mithilia raj i believe a mithali raj i'm sorry i 
maybe butchering her name there for cricketers um uh, so that's what there are significantly way more um role models now i feel like at least than they were when we were you know growing up or when we were getting into the hang of playing competitively or whatever which is definitely a great sign but yeah um <laughs> that's that's like like we said it's much more um political and intricate than you just realize as a participant of it but when you become a viewer of it um is when your eyes really open up to um how deeply um rooted some of these issues are uh and i guess uh since the three of us now i mean sorry the four of us now are at a position where we can identify these problems and everything that gives you the privilege of you know being someone who um advocates for change then and i feel like somewhere that's what we're also trying to get at with this specific series of the podcast you know like um uh advocating for a certain kind of representation or a certain kind of change which we would also want to see when it comes to sports and uh yeah i think that's about uh the end of our conversation here today uh thank you so so much for uh joining us tonight today uh and uh, i think this conversation was really really enlightening and insightful in many in more ways than one and i'm so glad that the three of you could make out uh take out time and join us here today and to our listeners uh, thank you for tuning in to the overtime tribune podcast and uh, stay tuned for more episodes on this series on gender and sports and we will be seeing you very very soon